Hey guys, welcome to the Reactions Media Podcast. Uh, today we are talking about Joker. Um, very, very dark movie. Um, just beware, before you listen to this, or before you go see it, that it's dark. I'm going to contradict that in the episode, but anyway... Um, Remember to go like us on Facebook. Uh, we also share our links on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. I do promos for what's coming out next, so you can keep up with us on there. Uh, our Facebook is Reaction Media, Twitter Reaction underscore Media, Insta Reaction underscore Media. I changed our Twitter and Instagram to underscore Media so that it's less confusing for you guys. Remember to like, comment, and share it with your friends. Anyway, here we go. Welcome to Reaction Movies. Today we're going to be talking about Joker. Came out this weekend. We actually stuck to what we usually do and went and saw a movie that just came out. I'm Alex. And this is David. And I don't know what just happened on the GarageBand thing. Oh, it cannot be open during installation. Are you installing GarageBand right now? I shouldn't be because we're recording in it, so that doesn't <laughs> even make sense. It's a paradox. Okay. Well... Uh, let's jump right into this. Uh, budget of Joker was $55 million. Um, I have the estimates for the opening weekend. Did you get new stuff? Or I did are not. They still... so. Okay, so the estimates for the box office domestic was $93.5 million. Global, $234 million. You can tell this movie didn't do well at all. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah. I mean, it was Joaquin Phoenix's biggest opening weekend ever. But, like, the thing is, is, like, you would think, based on what I've what you're reading, like if you go read about the Joker right now, it's either people on Facebook who are like, "This movie was pretty good," mm -hmm. or articles all over the place that are like, "Don't go see this movie. <laughs> don't." All caps. Do not do it. You're just gonna. I don't know what they're saying. I mean, why? Uh, it's it's kind of like we were talking about before before we started recording that people feel like this is this is promoting gun violence. They feel like this is. This is a uh, an angry white guy who's going to go out and, and who's going out and shooting people. They think it's going to be a uh, he's going to be an instigator. It's going to inspire people to copycat him. I mean, but is is it promoting gun violence? Four out of the six kills. I don't think so. I, I think that the movie does a really good job of portraying this guy as severely unhinged. He's got some. It's kind very of clear he's messed up from the beginning. Yes. Yes, and it's not even so. He suffers from this pathological laughter that it's it's uncontrollable, and so you can, so not so, and that comes out as a physical representation of what's going on mentally. And he suffered abuse as a child. He he just had a really messed up life. But he doesn't even know that he suffered abuse as a child. We we don't know that until. Mm -hmm. Three quarters of the way through the movie. That's true. That's true. So maybe it doesn't have as much of an effect on him. But he's still kind of, I don't know. I mean, it, there's something that's off about him that you can always tell there's something off. It's just interesting for a movie that is getting so much negative press that it did so well. I mean, it almost made $40 million over the budget in the first weekend. Well, it also... And I think it's weird because it's... It's like the negative press is almost helping the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's Any a, press is good press. 
the um, there's a, it has been getting a lot of flack, but the reviews that I read actually said it was pretty good. Um, you know, just the, the reviews by critics. They they said it was it wasn't the best movie, but it wasn't bad. It's not the best movie, but it's a good movie. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's weird how, based on what you think the movie's gonna be going in, mm-hmm. it can change your whole perspective of the movie. Yes, like I wanted that movie to be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole movie and this. Okay, so the movie was dark. I said that at the beginning, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. I've seen dark things. I've probably seen darker things than that. You're laughing at me. I'm sorry. It's just it sounded so ominous. I've I've seen dark things. <laughs> I didn't mean for it to sound <laughs> that way. I mean, but like, it's dark, but yeah. it's a slow burn. Dark. It's not just like. I mean, like I said, there's six kills mm-hmm. by him. There's mm-hmm. there's seven kills in the movie. Mm-hmm. So that cop kills that guy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they say he died later. Right, that's the only kills. All all those. Yes, unless something happened in the in the riots that we weren't aware of. Right. So yeah. seven kills, six by Arthur Fleck, aka the Joker. Nope, just Joker. AKA Joker. <laughs> so anyway, um, what we want to go to the cast. I mean, obviously Joaquin Phoenix. Or as I like to call him, Joaquin Pahonix. I'll cut that out. <laughs> Obviously, Joaquin Phoenix as Arthur Fleck or Joker. Because mm-hmm. I got in trouble for calling him the Joker 15 <laughs> seconds ago. Robert De Niro plays Murray Franklin, who you would have no idea who that is until you see the movie. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, what are they modeling him after? Because what's the, what's the year? It's 1981. So who's that guy in '81? I mean, he could have been. He could have been. Well, it was Letterman doing. Is it Letterman? I'm guessing he's so. Letterman. Well, he's just a. He's just the embodiment a, of a late night talk show host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if they were going after a specific person. Not going after. I mean, because they murder that guy, so that would be bad. <laughs> I don't. I didn't feel like they were trying to emulate anybody specific. Uh, but I also don't know much about '80s late night talk shows, so it'd be weird if you did. <laughs> It's interesting that Robert De Niro is in the movie because people have been likening it to other movies that he starred in. Really? Yes. Uh, they because said, of darkness? Well, because it depicts one guy descending into some kind of madness. I think, you know what, that's, okay, if we talk about descent into madness, mm-hmm. that gives me, I've watched Breaking Bad five times. <laughs> if I can watch Breaking Bad five times, I know it's dark, obviously. But like, I don't know. Like I've seen Breaking Bad, so mm-hmm. Joker is. I mean, it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's dark. But I mean, Heisenberg never smothered his mother with a pillow. He never smothered his mother with a pillow. Um, he was okay with them murdering a child out in the desert yeah. under a train. Griffin, don't listen to this yet. You're probably not there. <laughs> um, so Zazie Beats as Sophie Dumond, which I mean, or maybe it's Dumond. I don't know. I never heard her name pronounced. I like Dumond. We'll I'm go going with Dumond. There's two M's, so it's two obviously M's. Dumond. And I put Mark Marin on here just mm-hmm. because he's well known and a fellow podcaster. But I don't know who he is. Like I don't know who that guy is. He Gene was, Ufland. Did you? I mean, did you see him in the movie? Or Ufland? Did you see him in the movie? No. Oh, he was uh, uh, Murray's uh, the guy that came to the room with Murray when they were when they Are were. Are you saying Murray like he did in the yeah, movie? Yeah, Murray. <laughs> Murray. But he's the guy who came to the dressing room to meet, uh, to meet Arthur. That's the who first that month. is. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, that makes a, a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I put Douglas Hodge in here as Alfred Pennyworth and Dante Pereira Olson as Bruce Wayne, just because I thought those were notable mentions because of the characters that they play. Nice. 
I didn't put Thomas Wayne on here because mm-hmm. I didn't know who that was. Like, not because I didn't know who it was, but like I couldn't find him on the IMDb page. So his name is Brett Cullen. And, okay. and he's one of those guys that you've probably seen in several movies. He looked familiar. Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to mention two more actors uh, who were who were lower, but we've seen them before. There was Hannah Gross. Yeah, who, okay. Uh, who played uh, young, uh, what's his mom's name, Penny? Penny Fleck? Yes. She played a young Penny Fleck in a flashback, and she was the girlfriend of Holden in season one of Mindhunter. There we go. And then there was, and now you don't know. Because I, I was wondering that. Yep. Now, you don't know this, you don't know this guy. But um, but you do. I don't think you do. But uh, his name is Brian Tyree Henry, and he plays in Atlanta, which I've seen the first season of. I really enjoy that. Okay. So he was also. But you know who else was on there is Zazie Beats. Okay. So I just thought it was cool that both actors from Atlanta were in the same movie, even if Brian Tyree. Do you, oh, he was the clerk that was at the uh, the uh, uh, Arkham. That's who Brian Tyree okay, Henry was. Cool. Yeah. So. Okay. So. I just want to mention them. Overall plot, I mean, we've kind of jumped around and talked about different pieces. of. You've seen this movie, hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast. So we're going to, here we go. He works as a clown. He lives with his mom. Joker, obviously. Or Arthur, Arthur Fleck. We don't, he doesn't know he's Joker yet. Yes, just we like know. in season one. Uh, Actually, he's not Joker yet. Right. Just like in season one, Walter White was not Heisenberg yet. Anyway, the whole movie, basically, he's is descent into madness mm-hmm. into he keeps getting beat up. Mm-hmm. He got beat up by a bunch of kids at the he very beginning. He got beat up by a bunch of kids by the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And like he ends up at the hospital and he comes out of the hospital. That's, this is the beginning of the movie. Like mm-hmm. it's depressing. And he's sitting in front of a state counselor and he's getting meds and he's trying to up his meds. Cause he never has happy thoughts. Mm-hmm. He says uh, the second or third meeting that, all of his thoughts are negative. He doesn't have any positive thoughts. And he even carries around that laminated card because he struggles with that pathological laughter. So, like, he has to give it to people when he's laughing and, and he just looks like a creep and no one knows why. He's just to hand it to him and be like, this is what's going on. <laughs> I have an uncontrollable laughter thing. <laughs> it's a disease and may, what is it, it's like may accompany uh, head trauma or something else. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily represent how I feel. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily represent how I feel, but I can't stop. So you start to get a you start to get a sense of what his life is like. He uh, he and his mom live in a very rundown apartment. Uh, everything's dirty, and uh, he has a brief interaction with um, what's her name, Zazie Beats, Sophie, and it kind of goes well, but not really. Kind of goes well. Then he follows her. And she's somehow okay with that. Well, before that, though, when they when they have the meeting in the elevator, she does that little gun to the head thing. Yeah. Throwback taxi. Or taxi driver, I mean. Because yeah. that was Travis Bickle's thing. So that's taken directly from it. We, I think so. It's a nod back How to... How could it not be? Right, exactly. exactly. So we're going to skip... I'm going to skip some of the okay. weird other details unless David wants to interject. I will interject. He probably will. Because um, that's how this podcast works. So... um <laughs> I did like so basically he these three kids pick on him and and they shouldn't have because mm-hmm. he has a gun and he murders all of them. Yes. On a subway. He's laughing and so they start to pick on him. What are you laughing about? And he can't get any words in and then he they start to beat the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. And then really cool cinematography. It gets like dark in the train and then there's a flash of light and some dude's head gets blown off. 
Yes. One of the three. Well, not that, not quite that bad, but yes, see, it does it's get shot in the off. face. It's not off. Blood goes everywhere. Blood goes everywhere. Very dark. And everyone starts to freak out. Mm-hmm. Well, every, the other, ev- the other one dies. Well, actually, no, no one else. Well, the other two guys start freaking out, but there was no one else on the train when they were on there. Right. Okay. So, yeah. sorry, everyone being the other two guys <laughs> who don't have guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy gets shot in the shot in the test. I can't speak. In the one, testicles. <laughs> one guy the gets, in the chesticles. Yes. One guy gets shot in the chesticle <laughs> twice. So he's dead. <laughs> Then the other guy is crawling away. He shoots him in the leg. Well, he got shot in the leg before he ran off the subway. And then, as, yeah, as he's running away, he got shot. Gosh, in... I don't get why we have to be so specific. You... These people have seen the movie. Did you count how many bullets he fired? No, did you? Yes. Okay. So I counted nine. I was reading another another th- uh, another trivia tidbit that said seven. Either way, it was he did not have a typical six-shot revolver. Too many shots. It, it it is way too many shots. But now, but yeah, it's technically a comic book movie, mm-hmm. so it's okay. Another thing too is with how they ended it, we don't know it was real. Yeah. So he it could have been an entire retelling by the Joker. So it's an unreliable Ooh, narrator situation. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. But, but either way, I can't. But nine since shots. they're not making another one, and. Uh, well, since David says they're not making another one, they have no plans to make another one. But yeah, but that was before they made thirty-eight million. They did make a lot of money off of this. Thirty-eight and a half million, just in the opening weekend. Yeah, only in the U.S. Yeah, that's a, that'd be a lot of money. So they might make another one, but they would have to get Joaquin Phoenix. That's going to be the difficult part, I think, because I think he likes to do a role and then move on. I don't. Has he ever done a sequel? I'm not sure. I don't think he has. I don't know. He's a weirdo. <laughs> I mean, because his biggest roles before this were Gladiator and Signs. I can't think of, you know, b- many other big ones. I mean, you know, they're, yeah, I'm sure he did some other ones, but those are the ones I know him for. He has to have done other ones. He wouldn't have landed Joker. This is true. Yeah. This is true. He did You Were Never Really Here, but I think that was straight to streaming. So I need to go watch that one. But what did you think of this being the... A movie by the same guy who did the Hangover trilogy and Due Date. Yeah, like what? <laughs> Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips is like, hey, I'm not only funny. <laughs> can also tell stories of people becoming the clown prince of crime. <laughs> I think the reason I, this story, this story's weird because the story is oddly moving, right? You know oddly what I mean? Moving. Explain what you mean by that, please. Like. It's a guy who can't find happiness in life, mm-hmm. and then he finds people who rally around him because he's murdering people. Yeah. But if you don't, if you take out the murder, mm-hmm. this guy's found happiness. Yes. Or his version of happiness, and it's these people who, like, have, for some reason, uh, justified his actions in killing. The three guys he kills are Wayne Foundation guys. They're mm-hmm. people who work on Wall Street for Thomas Wayne. So all the people who are poor are like, yeah, you killed the Waynes or whatever. (laughs) He didn't kill the Waynes. Someone else does. And they did it similar to how it was done in uh, Batman. The most recent one. No, they did it similar to the one that was done by uh, Tim Burton. It's in the most recent one. It's 
close to the most recent one too because of how the pearls fall. Uh, that was also done. Except in for the, the pearls one. fall in slow motion in the new one, and and the, it's weird. Like the gun, the slide on the gun pops back and hits the pearls and blows the. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I need to go see that movie. You've never seen it. I've never seen it. That's probably okay. Yeah. I, I, ever since Man of Steel came out, I I stopped watching the DCEU movies. I watched Wonder Woman, and then that was it. So, I so this has no plans of being part of the DCEU. No plans as of right now. Uh, they have no. They've they've said that he's not going to encounter uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman in the next in in his Batman film. So this was just like let's tell you where this guy came from. We'll put another actor in when we do the Joker. Again. I have a conspiracy theory. Okay. I think that the idea of making a movie where a guy descends into madness similar to Taxi Driver was in the works. I think they wanted to make this movie and they said, no studio is going to buy this, but what if we take an established comic property and throw it on there? Because if you think about it, if, if this was marketed... Told, they could have told this story without him being the joke. They could have done that, but I don't think as many people would have gone to see it. Right. I think it made a ton more money because it's tied to a comic book property. But that's, that's the reason also... we went to see it. And all of a sudden if you stick Joker on there, it makes two hundred and thirty something million dollars in opening weekend. That is crazy. I never would have thought about it that way. <laughs> also, I know and I I mentioned this because I know you just finished watching the show, but the lady who did the soundtrack yes. or the or the score. I read this. Yes. The lady who did the score for Joker is the same lady who did the score for Chernobyl. I think I actually read this in your notes. Yes. And she did them both at the same time. She huh. had to flip back and forth between them. And her first name is Hildur, but she's Icelandic and her last name is Strange and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Well, mm-hmm. at least she's not Swedish. Then she'd have a barcode on the back of her head. <laughs> Call back to episode one. <laughs> if you don't get it, you're not true fans. Don't say that. <laughs> they can become true fans. Go listen to episode one. It's our longest episode to date. <laughs> and has to do with a bunch of stuff that I'm going to stop now. <laughs> Go listen to it. So It needs more views. We've talked about how, how dark this movie is. What was the darkest scene for you? Uh, him killing uh, Murray. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it just... You know it's coming, you know it's coming, and then the sound design is really well done. Like it's it's somehow the gunshot is like really it doesn't sound like a movie gunshot. Mm-hmm. It sounds like what I I guess, I mean, I don't know. And the buildup felt natural. Yeah. I don't know about security in eighty one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he probably could have gotten the gun in there. Yeah. I'm not sure that a talk show host would have let him keep going after he was like, I murdered those three people. That is true. They they got very close to breaking the immersion with that. Mm-hmm. It, it was almost too long. Yeah, almost. Like, because nowadays you think about it and you're like, well, he couldn't have gotten the gun on there. <laughs> and if he would have had the gun, they would have probably put him in jail immediately. And there would have been security all around the room. And the second he p- reached into his pocket, they would have been like, yep, yeah, you're gone. Well, I'm sure they also felt like he was harmless. I mean, but they, they had to think about it that way. I mean, yeah, because they had made fun. They were making fun of him, mm-hmm. and the way that he appeared, he was very uh, um, reserved and quiet. And but they also have on their side that a couple things is 1981. They probably are using that. 
Mm-hmm. This uh, security's not as crazy at that point, right? I mm-hmm. mean, and then they're also thinking it's a comic book movie. I mean, yes. technically, it's a comic book movie, so yeah. it's the comics. We can use this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I would agree with that. It does feel to me, and I'm probably thinking this because season four just started yesterday, but the whole mask thing reminds me of Mr. Robot. Yeah, I can see that. Because the, the the parallels are very similar because in one, it's just the, the faces of, you know, whatever that guy's supposed to be, you know, Dark Monopoly Man. or <laughs> uh, And then in, in Joker, it's all clowns, and they look fairly similar. Yep. So the clowns are a little bit more pasty white. So but. it could be... That Arthur uh, Fleck watched Mr. Robot, and then that is his like mind. It's all in his head. So it's just like that's how he would have become the Joker if he could have. Because he's relaying this story in 2019. Right. Hmm. I could see because where you're going. He's laying with this. in a hospital bed right now. Mm-hmm. In a mental institution, thinking about his life, how his life should have gone in 1981. Mm. Or his hero is the Joker in 2019, and that's how they're going to play it oh, in the DCEU. Oh, man. That's that's a mind-blowing revelation. That is not true. <laughs> do you think he killed that lady at the end? Or do you think that was in his head? Because um, he's talking with her, and then he's walking into a hallway leaving red footprints behind him. Oh, yeah, I think he killed her. You think he killed her? Oh, you think yeah, that was totally alive? killed her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, because that was their. If he's the Joker and they put him in a mental institution at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. they have to get him back out. Mm-hmm. They just have to start that cycle because that's what Joker would always do in the comics, and still does, I guess. He gets into a situation that you think he's not going to get out of, and then he gets out of it. So they just started that cycle by he killed that woman. Mm-hmm. Whenever uh, we need to go back, I know we said we weren't going to watch this a ton of times, but we do need to go back and watch it because at the end they revealed that anytime you hear the music overlaying everything, it's in his head. Because he starts oh. singing the lyrics in tune with the song, which means you're hearing what he's hearing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I want to go back and see you we've know, got what movie, other scenes. We've got the movie we, pass thing. We can go see it. <laughs> I think there's another showing starting in 30 minutes. Let's go. (laughs) Okay, guys, we'll be back. Um, So what was your darkest scene? That same thing? No, it was actually the, the, his kill before that when he killed Randall in the apartment. Oh God. Because, because he kept smashing his face into the wall because it felt the most personal to him. And really, if you think about it, Randall was, was one of the main catalysts to him getting fired. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) but then, and then after he killed him, He's so psychopathic that he just acts completely normal. normal. Mm-hmm. He's like and he tells the other they, guy with him, "I'm not going to kill you because you were always nice to me." And they put the comic relief in there where the guy can't reach the lock on the door. That's dark comedy at its finest. Oh my god! <laughs> and then and then he starts to lunge for him like he's going to kill him, but then he's just messing with him. <laughs> oh my gosh! That that scene was so dark. I mean, I'm laughing about it now, but that scene was very very dark. Um, and Any scene disturbing. in the movie that you just were like, ah, throw away. We didn't have to have that. Um, I don't think so. I think every scene contributed to knowing Arthur Fleck better. Yeah, I agree. Which is like very. Maybe if if there if there is any throwaway scene, it's when he goes to the Wayne Manor. 
Yeah. And they didn't but, need that, but that was cool. But they did it because it's Bruce and yeah. Alfred, and like they were just trying to, I guess, immerse you more in the fact that this is a Batman story. Mm-hmm. Did you really think that he might have been Bruce's half brother? Do you think? Did you think they were going I, there? I thought maybe. <laughs> I thought maybe because they're telling their own story. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the Joker didn't really have an origin. A lot of people don't want the Joker to have an origin story. Right. A lot of people want you to just be like, the Joker came from nothing and no one knows who he is. And and like like what they say in um, in um, Nolan's Batman where mm-hmm. they just start going through, he doesn't have any fingerprints and he doesn't have any business cards. And right. No one knows what his name is and he doesn't have any DNA. And like that's how a lot of people want the Joker to be. But since they're telling a story about a guy named Arthur Fleck, I thought, yeah, they might be going to the half-brother thing. And they have done stories in like the Telltale Batman series where Thomas Wayne's not the most upstanding guy. Oh, gotcha. In the game, it's like he helps fund things that he shouldn't basically help fund. In this one, it seemed like it was headed towards philandering. (laughs) A philandering philanthropist. (laughs) So you feel like his portrayal was pretty good in this movie? Who? Thomas Wayne's. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but well, I liked it because he is the upstanding guy, and that's mm-hmm. I would much rather have him that way. But not that the Telltale guys are bad; it's right. just different. Right, it makes the impact of him dying more. Uh, but they did a Joker impactful. origin in Killing Joke, technically. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's that's why some people don't consider that canon. Have you seen it? I have read certain. Ooh, scenes you haven't from the seen comic. it. We're no. gonna watch it. Oh, really? That's going to be on one of our podcasts because it's short and it's awesome. And there's things about it that are not awesome. But right. I, I saw it in theaters. I heard they changed some things. Okay. This is a, this is still kind of on topic. But how do you feel about Pattinson playing the next Batman? I, okay. I didn't like it at all when I first heard it. Sure. Because he said, Have calling. you watched other things? Yes. Have you seen Good Time? No. Oh. <sighs> It's on Prime. Mm-hmm. It's great. Okay. I know he's a good actor. Just like I know Kristen Stewart's a good actor. I feel like they both got dealt bad hands actress. for Twilight. Act- uh, yeah, sorry. Kristen Stewart is a good actress. But I feel like they got dealt really, really bad hands getting picked for Twilight. Well, no. I mean, they it made their careers technically, sure. but it also limited them in fans' minds or in uh, populations' minds. Mm-hmm. So... And but then they, they, but they were both in movies after but that. But he's that done. Too. But he's done so many other. There's a lot. There's a list. I cannot remember the article mm-hmm. that says these are the movies you need to watch Pattinson in before you just decide. I that think he's I a read that Batman. same. I think I read that yeah. same article. Yeah. And Good Time was on there. Okay. So uh, that's a Netflix movie, right? I no, I think it's on Prime. Okay. We'll have to watch it. It's good. Okay. I we'll watched watch it. it. I made people watch it at work. <laughs> like I was like, we're watching this. And they're like, whatever. He's allowed to watch movies at work, in case you didn't know. Yeah, I think I've said that. <laughs> yeah. So so just to be clear, you're okay with Pattinson being Batman? Yeah, I have to be. Uh, <laughs> you have to be, because it's happening. Because it's happening. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll figure, you know, I don't know. I'm okay with it, but, like, only because I have to be, really. Okay. I have to see it. I have That's to fair. see it and kind of have a better, but... Also, I need to see the movies that are on that list because I yeah. watched one of them and I was like, okay, I get it. Like, I get how that could work. I hope it works out for the guy. I mean, gosh, yeah. that would be a great break for him. Well, here's what I'll say about it. Um, when Michael Keaton was chosen for it, everybody thought they would, he, that he would be a terrible Batman and he ended up being a really, really good one for that time. You know, obviously, we hadn't had Christian Bale. He crossed comic lines. There you go. 
Now he's vul- well. Now he's dead. But no, wait, he's not dead. He's vulture, but he's not dead. He's in no, like a prison. He's in a prison. That's also two different comic companies. That's that was the point. Oh, he, he crossed. Cro- oh, comic I got what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he crossed comic lines. You're right. But he was Batman, and then when Ben Affleck was chosen, people initially didn't think he was going to be a good Batman either. Who is saying that he was? Uh, I felt like people thought he was. He had a good betrayal. Especially. You didn't even see it. You don't know. You're right. I don't. <laughs> I just know what I read online because that's how I take in all of my information. Uh, <laughs> except for when I make you go see movies on Ex- Mondays. Exactly. I think Robert Pattinson will be good. I think he's a good actor, and I think he's going to handle it pretty well. Yeah. I, I might so. eat those words later. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So what would you give this movie? Ooh. Um, you go first because you probably have a number in mind. And eight, if you don't... Eight and a half out of ten. Really? Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I didn't think it was perfect. Um, and I felt like it... It's just the thing, right, about giving reviews. I can only give it off of what I feel. I can't point out anything that says, this is why I knocked off Welcome a half point here. reviewing and, business. Exactly. So I feel like eight and a half out of ten. I was seven and a half um, because it was slow. Mm. Not, very, not a big fan very, of those slow burns. You know... Yeah, in a lot of things. It's it's slow. It needs to be slow, though. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I don't like that it's slow, and I wish there was more action, and I wish you would have killed more than six people. That's the sequel. That's when they make a sequel. But <laughs> but yeah. it had to be slow. Yeah. Because if it was... He, you can't show a man descend into madness by having him kill 30 people. You're right. Because then he'd be considered a hero. Based on uh, most movies I've seen. Or he would have already had to have been mad previously. Right. Mm-hmm. Which yep. he was, but he just didn't know how bad. Mm-hmm. And they do say he stopped taking his meds, too. That's Yeah, that's also a good point. Did they ever say what he was struggling with other than pathological laughter? Which, by no. the way, while I'm thinking about it, Joaquin Phoenix did say in an interview that was the hardest thing about the movie was nailing that laugh. Well, he, he said, nailed it. He studied videos of people who suffered from pathological laughter. Like he studied actual cases. So that exists. Yes. That is a thing. Cool. <laughs> I mean not cool. That's horrible. <laughs> but cool. Yeah. That that's they didn't just have to make that up <laughs> for the movie. Right. This is how it has to work. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, be sure to go on to uh our social media stuff, Facebook, Reaction Media, Twitter, Reaction underscore media, Instagram Reaction underscore media. It's going to be out there. Um, he's laughing because I'm making hand motions. And if you could see it, you would laugh too. Because it doesn't make sense. Because we're not being videoed. Because the last time we tried that, it was bad. We're going to have to learn that. Anyway, I will post on uh, social media. And you can comment on social media. And you can tell us what you thought. Also, there is a Survey Monkey podcast. Or a Survey Monkey uh, survey. Survey. Yeah, couldn't think of that. A link to a survey? There's a link to a survey somewhere. I'm going to put it on the website um, under the little button that says survey. Anyway, um, I think that's all we got. I think so. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.